Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the morning starts now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Friday edition of Boomer in the Morning. Brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. Yep. Says here, each hole is tailor-made. So not not, not like the golf club, but I guess they have like uh, seamstresses and people out there. Figuring out uh, the the lay of the land. Sunder Golf Club open for the season. Planning on opening for the season coming up next week, April 29th. Book your tee time today, sundrygolf.com. We are into it. It's a Friday. We're going to let everybody have a weekend here uh, in a matter of hours. Hopefully that includes all of you, the Calgary Flames. They will have a weekend. They have to work for the weekend, though. It's uh, it's a sad tale. They have to host Vancouver coming up on Saturday after a win last night that was significant and noteworthy in a number of different ways. And we'll tell you exactly how and why and what and all of that. But uh, a real treat for you. I said to him when he walked in, is it Friday or Fry-yay? It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me the the distinct privilege <laughs> of welcoming to the show Matthias Bartholomew Rosencrantz. <laughs> there's only one, there's only one, and uh, he's ours, and you get him for the next uh, number of hours. I'm not sure how many it is, but uh, what, Four? Three? Yeah, we'll call it four. You'll do four today? Yeah, we'll do four. We'll put a good four hours in and then go promptly to bed. Yeah? Yeah, I can't wait. You feeling it? Dude, I miss naps so much. But, so much. But the thing is, you probably don't need them now. No, exactly. So if I take them, it's kind of looked down upon and frowned upon because I'm probably missing something that I should be doing. I look forward to the day when I feel like I don't need them. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I enjoy them now just because of the... Necessity? Yes. The bare necessity. Just the life-sucking necessity of having to. The 1.30, 2 a.m., 2.30, 3 a.m. wake-ups for a decade. Mm -hmm. They'll do that to you. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, they'll get you. Your circadian rhythm gets all... Whoops. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Whatever it is. It's uh, It's not ideal, but... um. But it's good to see because we're uh, we're minus a Ryan Pinder today. We're, yes, sir. It's a Pinder-free zone. Out and about. And uh, you have you have jumped. I'm sure you were very excited about it. Mm. Now, were you approached or was it, hey, I, if there's ever a chance, if there's ever a chance for me to uh, to do this, I want to get in. That's, that was basically it. Yeah, um, I figured probably. I've been harping on Art. That's the new guy. Yeah. Uh, hey. Get me back there, man. I got to get back. Uh, yeah. You know, I miss I miss 3 a.m. and I really miss 3.30 a.m. just as much. And I don't really miss 2.30 a.m., but I really do miss 4 a.m. Yeah. So I was really excited. The one and only. Marty Rose. The one and only. Ah! 
here for uh, for you on your Friday. Now, were you uh, were you doming it last night? Yeah, I was there for forty, and then I shoot, scooted out of there and watched the third period from home. Yeah, yeah, just because I wanted to avoid traffic. Um, but a good tilt. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Some back and forth, as they say. It was, uh, I mean, kind of even through the first twenty. I guess when you take, I mean, even you get into the second, you take too too many men penalties. You're, I mean, Ooh. yeah, and because you, you had that sequence where it was three on three, four on three, four on four, five on four for, I guess, a two to three minute span, maybe what whatever ended up being. It was hard to get any kind of flow going for a little bit, but after the uh, opening twenty, uh, shots twenty six twelve in favor of the Flames. F- what four goal posts? Anderson hits one. On the four-on-three, Backlund hits crossbar. It's a Foley shot, goes off the post. Then he's got that wide-open net, hits the side of the post on that one. Yep. So was it, uh, did you need the empty netter to kind of exhale? You kind of did, but I think all things considered, the Dallas Stars played the night before. They're desperate. The whole thing, you went, you had to win this one. You did. Well, you didn't have to. You should have. Because, boy, if you didn't, we'd be just crushing you right now. So Daryl, I hope you're I hope you're thankful and happy you got that win because otherwise we'd be giving you the Yeah, we'd be stripping the, it down. The business. Yeah, right through the mud, yeah. for sure. But when they win, you can't do that so bad. So what do we uh how are we feeling about the club? They have about a week left before they wrap this thing up. Vancouver at home, the final home game, and then three next week, a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the games that matter. Mm-hmm. Is there enough time left to, uh, they're going to slide in? I guess there still is, right? You play four. They've been terrible. They lost three or four. I can't believe they're going to limp into the playoffs this way. Or if you win four straight and then you add this one on there because they're, what, eight, one and one in their last ten? It's a real opportunity here for the Flames to kind of put it all together. I don't know what the rosters are going to look like. but And I think one of the key things for me in some of these recent games is that they're getting a lot of these milestones out of the way so you can kind of focus on some of the more minute details as you get into that last road trip through the Central Division. Matthew Kachuk hitting the 100 points. Johnny hit 100. It's hard to score. (laughs) It's hard to score in the league. Playoff time. So some of these guys are in to play playoff hockey, then we have a chance to. Enough. With these individual, I'm not talking about it anymore. With all this individual stuff, I'm not doing it. Done. Matt. No, Marty, I'm not doing it. No. So he's at 100. 40's done. Maybe we see a couple more 40 goal scores, but for the most part, that's kind of out of the way at this point. You got the division locked up. No more of those questions. Yeah. Do you uh, do you know any doctors, any veterinarians? No, Dumas, you're kind of you're into animals, aren't you? You got a uh, any what? kind of a you're into animals because I'm here to tell of, you what kind of vet we looking for. Um, someone who uh, specializes in uh, maybe reptilian type. Uh, Lizard, oh, okay, lizards yeah. and all right, amphibians because they need one. Pro child, I know that they need one at the dome hmm? because right now, yeah, Elias Lindholm, he's snake bit. Yeah, ooh, definitely last night. Jake Ottinger had his number. Man, he has 39 goals and should have 50 this season. You think of how many times he's been set up in the slot and has either hit the goalie with it or missed the net. Or And last night, you talk about outthinking, gets around a guy, just shoot, no, I'm going to try and deke. Okay, well, now that ain't... 
That one didn't work. He should have had a hat trick last night. There was the shift in the third where he had the slot one-timer followed up by the, like, chest deflection that went right into Ottinger's pads. Yes. Like, just couldn't buy one. And that was the instance where I finally looked at him and said, like, come on, man, what are you doing to me yeah. here? Stop. So Let's I don't know where it's, man, that's bad luck. And it's, bear down, dude. <laughs> like, dig in, you know? Straighten yourself out. Get uh, that toe save. Great angle by the... Uh, the camera people, whoever was uh, in charge of that shot, but Ottinger with the toe save. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know, we we got to get this guy forty. I feel like it's going to happen gotta, because the the chances are coming there, right? But he is snake bit. Yeah, the lizard's got a hold. The wound. Yeah, for sure. Significant uh, snake bite wounds. We need right to now. find an antidote. Yeah, we do. I think one more goal would would help. It's um, only Thatcher Demko on Saturday. He's not very good. So, mm-hmm. oh wait, no, never mind. I wonder what the story, how they're going to be. Vancouver, they lose a crip, a, a near crippling blow last night. That's probably it. Probably it, right? Even if you were kind of squinting and saying, "Oh, if the Flames can beat this, yeah, okay, all right." They have eighty-seven points, four games to go. And they are four back of Dallas. It's uh, you got to squint. They're not like they're not catching LA. They got and the problem is here. Vegas still had to be accounted for. Yeah, a hundred percent. Those stinking Golden Knights. And I think for me, the thing with Vancouver is I always thought that their path was probably easier through the Pacific because they've got one more game against LA coming up. But with the way that they've played recently, you drop a couple of games there. Like, when they had won six in a row, I was talking to Pat on Flames Talk, and I said they basically have to win 12 games to end the season to get in. Or take 10 of 12, that type of thing, because they'd already won six, and they had six games left to go. And weren't able to get it done. They did get that win against Dallas, which was a big one, because now there's less of a gap in that wild card. But like you mentioned, Vegas is the big team to look at there. And Vegas and Dallas play one more time coming up this week, four days away. So how is life at the Dome? It's good, man. Yeah? Yeah, I, I like being at the Dome. It's uh, I spend a lot of time there. You will, yeah. That was my experience. Yeah. Practice, games, Hitman games. Shows. Shows. Yeah, a lot of Dome. But I live downtown, so I don't mind it so much. Yeah. It's really close. My whole thing, and it was a long time ago, but working with Kerr in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Because you do. You get there, say, on a game day. Mm -hmm. All right, it's game day. 10.30 morning skate. 10.30 skate. You get there about 9.30. Sure. Some people, 9, whatever. Uh, You get into the dome, okay, skate. Then you go into the room. Let's uh, let's talk. Did they go in the room now? I mean, are we are we doing that yet? No, yet. it's press conference style. Yeah. We wait in the Ed Whalen media lounge and they trot them out. Yeah, like cattle, just bring them through. Yeah, it's inept. And then uh, generally, depending on what the other team has done, if they played the night before, they're not likely to skate. Maybe a few guys will, but if it's a, a normal game day, yeah. then in comes the other team. They're going to skate. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, at the time, I was on at 1 o'clock. So by the time that was done, 11 to 12, so you basically wrap up your interviews with the other team <laughs> into the hot stove, sit down, fat boy. Time to grind. Turn your mic on and start blabbing. Yep. And you blab 
At that time, I would blab till five. Mm-hmm. It's a long blab. Four hours? She's long blab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's long blab. <laughs> and then you have a little time to kill, but where are you going to go? It's game, games at 7, 7.30. It's now 5. Cafeteria, maybe? Yeah, you can get up. Best case scenario? Yeah, try and get the... Maybe you'll try and see the sun for once? Get the... Well, but that's the thing. <laughs> by, by At that time, by 5 p.m., that sun, she's effed off. Yeah, oh yeah. She gone. Yep. See you tomorrow. Only a couple months where you get the uh, 7 o'clock sun. Yeah. So for a good chunk of your life, whatever sun you get before 10 a.m., is all you get all day. And by spring, Kerr, he, he was gray. Your, your skin <laughs> is just... It, it, it becomes it, like it's, a translucent. It's hanging off of your face. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing left. Yeah, you look like a mummy or zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Very ashy. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Now, it's not hard work, but yeah. it's a lot of hours in the basement. Of a building that was flooded not that long ago. Yeah, quite recently, really. A little musty down there sometimes. And even even prior, too. Still had a bit of, uh, I'm going to go with dank. <laughs> and that's just a hockey a stank, rink. yeah. It's, uh, mm. you're dealing with uh, water and ice, and it sits around, and it's just very dank. A lot of moving parts all the time. Zamboni's driving yeah. around down there. But you're young. Uh, you, yeah, you get out and about. Sure. And I mean, how many hours are you working? Like, what's your... I like work like 45 minutes. I know. Especially because it's Steinberg. He yeah. does the whole show. I just basically... Co-hosting with Steinberg? It's like... Clip your little carabiner to the wagon and hold on, boys. Here we go. Do you need to even show up to be the co-host in that show? Would Pat know if you were there or not there? <laughs> I think he would, um, just because the conversation is Pat Steinberg. I'm here with Matt Rose. It's a game day. Matt, what do you think of Markstrom's going in net? Uh, what do you think about him starting? Because I'll tell you what, I think that Markstrom has played too much high. They should really be going, and then he'll just keep going. Yeah. Right out of Yeah. And then Lombardius shows up. Oh, now you're in. And now there's not enough air in, in the world. And then you get Wills, and then people start showing up. They won't even know if you were there. Yeah. No, it's a great gig. I love it, personally. Yeah. Show up. Like, you were talking about four-hour blabs. Like, whew. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's a lot. Can't imagine. What possible things, like, how how much stuff mm. do you have to say that you need four hours to do it? Yeah, how much of it gets rehashed? You're it's like... You're just repeating stuff. Now, that was the big show, so it wasn't just the Flames, right? You could dip into a little NFL, a little MLB here or there, that type of thing. I forget what it was called, but it was... You know, Boomer does the sports in the afternoon. Yeah, it was I think it was probably the big show from 1 to 2, and then Kerr's Whoop-de-Doo Festival Kerr. of Sports <laughs> from 2 to 6. There was some hockey... Flames... The hockey festival. five. Thingamajig at five. and Love then flames at five. Yeah, then a warm-up because of the flames, right? Because of a hockey game. Yeah, and it's night. not so hot just yet, but we're we're warming up like mm -hmm. like flames or Like heat. the players, yeah. yeah like, or, or just the literal flame if you start a fire. It probably doesn't start roaring hot. Yeah, like an oven. Yeah. It's hey, gonna... Pat, f*** off. Right oh. back, Rob. You... Oh, oh dear. okay. Yeah. 
Randy, stop calling. I was going to say, and at least the people really appreciative of those hours that you put in. But anywho, uh, I, so that's good. How's Steinberg? Because uh, he's a bit of a pale, he, he lives a pale existence <laughs> as well. He's a very white human being. Yes. Pasty. Uh, yes. Uh, me too, naturally. Uh, just pasty lads. But that comes from just spending so much time in that dungeon, sorry, hot stove lounge down in the saddle dome there. It was great because Kerr would always go on and talk about how the everything that is holy about hockey or whatever he had, to, to how glorious the hot stove lounge, and the, he would talk it up, and then people would come in. Oh, I want to see the hot stove lounge, and you'd show them. And it is literally, I don't know the dimensions, but it ain't big. If you put a queen-size bed in there, you'd be tiptoeing around to, oh, yeah. to get there. Uh, and it's, it's a cinder block walled hole. <laughs> It's a closet. In the, in the middle of, of this building. It's a big janitor's closet with a bunch of gear in it. You're not close. One mini fridge. You're not close to a window. No. You're, no I mean, you're no. under. You are underground. You are yeah. at event level. It's the bunker. It might be one of the safest places in the city. It He'd got, take everything on tour. They'd tour that bitch, right? Oh. Yeah. It got to the point that Kerr, and I think it was probably recommended, highly recommended, to bring one of those blue light things and shine it at his face for periods of the afternoon because there's no vitamin yeah there's yeah. no vitamin d there's no. no daylight there's no sunshine because i guarantee you he because he would get there early he was seeing no sun for weeks on end the team's on the road we're doing the show at the dome the team's at home we're doing shows at the dome it's it's august shows at the dome oh he did love it yeah, we like to do our shows here quite often. Like if they don't if they don't play a game, we rarely do our shows from the dome. Yeah. Because we got these big windows here in the outstanding downtown studio. Yeah, these studios are superior to what we had then. So I understood it because yeah. our studios you talk about Up dank. in the northeast, yeah. Yeah, it's it, that place stunk. Yeah. You talk about wow. the, the disappointment of people seeing the hot stove lounge walking into that <laughs> studio. You're cramming three or four grown men into this room disgusting uh so i think part of it was the studio sucked and also if you can avoid people that work here your salespeople and all the you know the people the riffraff that sort of thing a lot of riffraff her was big he was down for that go to the dome no one bugs you yeah the odd hockey person might come by and visit that's fun always nice Great, get a little insight, chat with the people around the team, get yeah. to know some stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what you want. Not the riffraff. I've told this story the one day we were in Boston the uh, visitor's locker room, mm -hmm. and we come back into the into the hot stove, and I think it was, it was Evgeny Kuznetsov on Kerr's computer and Ovechkin on mine. <laughs> uh, they were checking their emails and looking at stuff. Oh hey guys, hey guys, do, do you mind? We were just uh, no, I just go ahead, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's the library. <laughs> it's the the Saddle Dome Library. What? Yeah, you just never. They knew. just took your they just took your computers and just just came in. They had they look. They had to check their Those email. Are public domain, I guess. Then it's you right look by on the there visitors and, room. What else would people do in here? And sure enough, it's some Russian website. <laughs> which I don't recommend going to now because yep. you'll get red flagged and you'll be in big trouble. But you probably don't want to. Do, huh? So anyway, that's uh, 
that's life down at the dome. I like it because you get to be around the team and be involved, see everybody. You're basically around. part of the team now. I am. Yeah, I yeah. started to use the term "we" and "us" and yeah. "I." No, I haven't actually. That drives me insane. But yeah, it's good to be around the group and having a good year. Going to the ploffs, the playoffs. Yeah. Marty Rose. People, like people calling away. in, people, asking for you. Yeah. Marty talking Rose. about you. Yeah. Anytime that you get a shout out from Sylvia, I think that's like, all right, I'm here. Yeah. You've, you've this arrived. This is the top. Yeah. It's only down from here, baby. That's the same. I don't it's know. Gotta be. Yeah, I'm not sure. Only down from peaks and valleys, boo. Uh, the reports are have been coming in for a little bit here over the last half an hour, and I I don't ever uh, care to be the first to a story to break a story, but uh, it seems like it is out there enough at this point that uh, Montreal Canadian legend Guy Lafleur has died at the age of seventy. He has been battling. Uh, I mean, he's been, he's been ill for a long time, has been taking treatment and uh, lung cancer. I don't need, we don't need to get into detail as to what that, you know, cancer, how you can, you fight it and you think you got it and it keeps coming around. But anyway, um, at 70 years of age, he was, uh, you'd have, you'll have to talk to people of a certain vintage. And back to when there were six teams, and if your team was the Montreal Canadiens of that era, it it you get, I mean, Rocket Richard predates that. A little, Guy Lafleur was an amazing watch, fast, fluid, graceful, could score the flowing locks, the whole thing. You didn't, even if you, maybe you hated the Montreal Canadiens, you could understand why Hab fans loved Guy Lafleur. Um, Red Fisher, who has been along, he's he covered it forever with the uh, Montreal Gazette. He's like, it's, when you're talking about the Habs, it's, you know, you got Jean Beliveau, you got Rocket Richard, you got Guy Lafleur. That's, mm-hmm. so, and I think we remember the, the ceremonies and all of the, I mean, hoopla isn't the right word, but just all of the, the, the outpouring of emotion when Rocket Richard passed and John Beliveau, the body lying in state at the forum, at the Bell Center. Uh, I don't know that this happens again, but I kind of wonder if it doesn't because he is, he's of that echelon. So sad news, man. Well, to have that the flower. And Mike Bossy, the same kind of week. Yeah. That's hard. 2014 now, since uh, the passing of Jean Beliveau. I didn't realize it was that long ago. So, uh, so sad day. No question about it for, for Hab fans and the hockey world as one of the all-time greats, Guy Lafleur, passing away this morning. The number one pick back in 1971. You know what? Go and uh, you go online. Do some YouTube, go down the YouTube train today and enjoy yourself some Guy Lafleur. Because uh, in that, that stretch of time there, he was, he was as fun as a god in terms of watching high-end skill. Six straight seasons over 100 points, all up around 120. Just poured him in. Yeah. So a sad tale there. We'll, uh, 
we'll see how we maybe get somebody on a little bit later on in the program. But the uh, the Flames, we got the Pinder report coming up, minus Pinder. We got uh, old Marty Rose over here. But it was, uh, so you got a chance, you were at the Dome for 40 minutes, you got a chance to see the big 40-goal, uh, 100-point accomplishment from Matthew Taychuk mm-hmm. last night. Toe pick and all. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's, we all saw it. It's like, oh, he's probably going to wish that the the celebration went a little better than that. He tried to recoup, like recover in the in the corner. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, you'll... You'll see that. He's just going to just do it next year, and then it's not a big deal, and we won't need to go back and look at it again, right? <laughs> it's just, that easy. It's just that make it an annual thing, and it's uh, no one's going to bother with it. <laughs> but 40 and 100, and I get it. There's, there's some teams that you have some players that do that. Maybe it happens, it happens every year. Maybe you've got two guys that can, it can happen all the time. I hear there's a couple teams like that. But it's not insignificant that you have a guy to hit both and Johnny is right there as well and it's wild man I'll tell you you look because I was thinking about it last night when you start to look at the stats the scoring stats and you've got six 100 point players yep you have two of them playing for the Oilers you have two of them playing for the Flames when's the last time four of the top six were in in Alberta well we're talking probably the heyday right we we got to go back before to before I was born mid for sure. 80s. Yeah, without a doubt. And then on top of that, you got Mitch Marner who's knocking on the door, so we could have three Canadian teams each have two hundred point scores. Yeah, not uh, yeah, not Alberta, not Alberta. Yeah, but as a whole, pretty impressive. I was saying on Flames talk a little earlier, hundred points is a new point per game player because there was a point in kind of the early twenty tens where there would be like single digit point per game players, mm-hmm. five, six, seven guys. And this year, I think there's like 30 point per game guys and 600 point players. You know, I'm looking here. I've got the top 25. They're all over a point per game. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to do. And for a while there, Nazem Kadri was top five in league scoring. Right now, he's got 84 points in 66 games. He's 20th. Kale McCarr has passed him in in scoring. It really tied him, but he's got uh, he's got more goals. Uh, it it's still I, I think it was a, it's great for the team, and I know that Daryl doesn't like the individual accomplishment stuff because it does take away from the team. Mm-hmm. And Daryl's whole thing is predicated on hard work and chomping at the bit and getting after it the whole thing. And right now you don't really need it, and you can't. I mean, you you can't whip them for it. Guys, guys, right? Stop having fun. Coach, try, we're trying. We'll be trying. You can't. You can only get angry at your team so much for winning the division and clinching a playoff spot two weeks out. It's You can't really have both. And doing it on your own terms. But as, as a longtime coach and a guy who's seen it, I guess you would be sitting there looking at it and be like, if we come this far... If we put together this kind of home record and we win the division and then sputter in round number one, what's it all worth? And the answer is uh, kind of nothing. Here was Sutter asked about winning the division after uh, doing so last night. Team deserves it. Been the most consistent team in the division. So deserve to win the division. Regular season. Won lots of them. 
Just goes up there. Don't get nothing for it. He's won lots of them. It just goes up there. He's talking about a banner. Yep. Just goes up there and you know, don't get nothing for it. You don't get nothing for it. It all comes down to the rings. And I think that that's one of the key things with this group this year is how are these top guys that have had 100 points and had 40 goal seasons but not necessarily been able to carry production over into the playoffs? Is this the year that they're going to be able to do that? And, you know, I was looking back at Johnny Gaudreau's last three playoff runs. He's got two of his 10 points are at even strength. The other eight were all on the power play. So that's kind of the one thing I'll be looking at is can they keep producing at even strength, at least producing chances to kind of give the rest of the lineup a a chance to keep everything equal when all things are said and done. This time of year, I think it would be a little bit different if, kind of like what you were saying, the group is fighting to get into the playoffs. They're in a spot like the Dallas Stars, and you've got these guys who have 100-point seasons. Then it would be easier to say, okay, you that might have been a little bit overzealous because you've got more to focus on. But this is a team that has clinched the division with four games left to go. You've got a couple of guys who are on the cusp of these milestones that, you know, for a lot of guys are once in a career type of milestones. So I think it's it's appropriate to celebrate the great year that these guys have had. It is. And like we can do that. Mm-hmm. But how we fare at our job doesn't hinge on what happens in a week and a half from now. Yep. We can be excited and win or lose. We come to work and we're somewhat affected by it, but not to the degree uh, that you are there. And it, it's this, it's the curse of sport in a way that until you've done it, you, uh, the argument could be, you can't do it. If you've never done it, maybe you just can't do it. So until this team, until some specific guys, Lindholm is kind of in that category as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I was just looking, I want to go back to that 18-19, uh, five games, one, point, one goal, two, uh, two points. The following season, uh, 10, uh, 10 playoff games, two goals. Until you do it, it's, you, it, and how do you dispute it? Okay, I get, yeah, until you do it, you can't do it. And that's what's going to dog this team potentially. And all of all of this, the the standing ovations and the waves at the, you know, hey, they're doing the wave again in the third period. We want 10. We want 10. All of that is over. Real so, so enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the this clean living, free lifestyle. No nothing in your no guts. Stress. No stress. Enjoy it. Because all of it changes real soon. It's boring talking about how great everybody is. We've done it a lot this year. Boy, how great is that? Yeah, and you Isn't know what? He's great. really good, too. Yeah, he's really good. What a good year. Man, I can't believe how good he is. He's come such a long way. If they're down 3-1 in round one, no one's going to want me sitting here saying, now, I know it looks bad, but what a year for good Branson. Like, think back to training camp. I don't think we expected this kind of a year. Like, no, that's not going to fly. And I think that's where... I think Sutter is, he's wound up about it. Uh, We'll talk to Anthony Stewart, Stewie, coming up in hour number two, the NHL on Sportsnet. A busy night last night. The Toronto Maple Leafs, a lot of their fans don't want Boston. 
Anyone but Boston, please not Boston again. Well, if it's not Boston, it's likely going to be Tampa Bay. And careful what you wish for, because that got served up on a platter for you last night, and they got snot-bubbled by the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are probably chortling somewhere, thinking, uh, they know we've done this before, right? They play the regular season and then get to the playoffs. And, the games and run show. 50, 60, 70, that's, that's great. Let's get to the playoffs, and then we'll really start to see who's who. Like, they're healthy, too. They have no injuries right now. Yeah, I, th- I read, I think, uh, Point was scratched last night. But again, if you have anything minor at this point, you might be brought out of the game or not get into the game. Yeah, like, Tampa's an interesting one because I think they do have a little bit more to play for as kind of a team that's on the cusp of dropping into that wild card spot with some of the recent little play they had in the regular season here. But at the same time, you go out and you look at this game as a potential playoff matchup. Like they're pretty much on a crash course to play each other and you beat them eight one. And that was a game that was tight in the first. I watched the first period before the flames game. Yeah, yeah. Pretty tight. Toronto really held play for the final five minutes of the frame. They outshot the Bolts 6 nothing going into the intermission. And then they got snot-bubbled. Like yeah. 14-7. Uh, we're kind of bearing 8-1 was the final. Eight goals with a goalie in the net. Uh, the goalie was Eric Schalgren. Over 40 minutes of play. Eight goals. Four each. So Even split. Uh, yeah. So that that noise you hear, that's uh, that's uh, butthole puckering to the <laughs> east. You see the penalty minutes in that one. I did. Just a casual one. It was a uh, it was a ring a ding dong dandy. A little bit of uh, down in Tampa last night. Yeah, a little uh, a little. Uh, well said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk to Anthony Stewart in hour number two. The Speargrass Golf Show makes its debut in hour number three. Flames talk coming up. It's the debut of the Speargrass Golf Show. Well, it's it is for uh, for this season. Awesome, because the uh, you know the whole thing here. Yeah, the the spring and the snow and that. Until it until we get to a certain point, we can talk about golf, but it feels kind of pointless. Now, this is not maybe the best week for it, but I'm going. We tomorrow. can start. We can start talking about golf. That's right. You're a uh, you're a big golfer, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow and Sunday. You know, my first two Look rounds. You. Well, you, well, you should be doing the golf show. Maybe you will be doing the golf show. Are you doing the golf show? I know. Will you rock, paper, scissors or something for Yeah, something like that. We'll, uh, we'll come back. The, uh, the Pinder Report, busy night in the NHL, other things going on, NBA playoffs and all that sort of thing. So, hey, stay right there. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I'm Matt Rose. I'm here to do the Pinder Report. Yeah, because there's no, there's no. We got no, no, no rhyme, Pinder rhyme, Pinder rhyme. Pinder. No, there's Matt Rose, I'm in. We're doing the Pinder Report. And we're starting with Calgary Flames. Boom. They score! After capturing three of four points on the road, they returned home for another game against a desperate team, the Dallas Stars, third and final meeting. This is the rubber match. Wild first period, a lot of penalties, four straight minors, some three-on-three action. There was a handful of posts. Flames had the advantage uh, when Rasmus Anderson hit the post. That was probably the best chance of the first. Got back to five on five. There was a nice Markstrom stop on Klingberg. Little dicey to end the first. Uh, malfunction at the junction leads to a too many men penalty. But a really strong kill for the Flames saw the first end scoreless. And a note on the too many men penalty. Uh-huh. You know Daryl was mad 
he made Rasmus Anderson sit for that penalty. Yeah, you generally don't. It's Matthew Kachuk who yeah. always sits for those, and you don't put your penalty killer in the box if you don't have to. Yeah, we've got a bunch of forwards. We're gonna don't put a centerman in, and don't put your D in. Find a winger that plays sparingly, or just find a situation. And yeah, it's Kachuk because maybe you get a scoring chance if he comes out of the box. To the extent that Kachuk was sitting in the box, and Anderson went over and said, "You go. Yeah. He wants me to do he it. He wants me to to serve this bad boy." But they killed it off. Good job. Take another two many men penalty. Start the second. That gets nullified by a fax penalty. He runs into Markstrom behind the net. And then finally, all these special teams. We got a goal. Oh, yeah. He shoots and scores. And the sea of red erupts. Pick up that puck. Matthew Kachuk with his 40th goal and 100th point of the season. All in the same play. 40 goals, 100 points. Didn't necessarily stick the landing on the celly, but Barn popped off. Saddledome loved it. Great to see. The Flames led, but then another penalty. Gabranson breaks his stick on a cross check. Off you go. Stars power play much better than their previous showing. Stars with a draw. Back to the right point. Klingberg walks the line and slides the puck top of the far circle. Robertson shoots and scores. One of many instances in this game where the puck would bounce off a player on the other team and into the net. It goes off Chris Tanev's stick on the quick shot from Jason Robertson. Tie game. Just a minute and 47 seconds after the Flames take the lead back and forth they went. Another post for Toffoli. Markstrom made some big saves. Tied at one after 40 minutes of play. You know what that good Branson penalty was? What? Selfish. Yeah, sure. I'm there. He got tangled up behind the net. Yeah. Felt like his feet got, his pins got taken out from under him. Yeah. Kind of hurt. Awkward little, fall. Looked a bit awkward. Looked a little strange. Puck is nowhere to be found, and he had to come over and lay the, the cross check in. Breaks a stick. Daryl was sour. Yeah. Well, there was a few calls. Both the I mean, too many men penalties were on the defense. Mm-hmm. He was sour. Hope you got to your seats in time to start the third, though. His uh, Flames uh, early one. It is Hannafin, shoots and scores! Noah Hannafin whips the puck to the net and it sails right over the glove of Jake Ottinger and right into the top corner of the star's net. And the Flames score just 20 seconds into the third period to take a 2-1 lead. Noah Hannafin's point shot goes off. Miro Haskinen, Michael Backlund winning the battle in front of the net against Haskinen. Gets past Jake Ottinger for Hannafin's eighth goal of the year. Tenth point in his last seven games as well. Flames would hit another post moments later. Toffoli on a nice rush set up by Backlund. But then shortly after that, Stars went the other way. Box caught by Karlstrom busting in. Karlstrom stop. Rebound. They score. Luke Glendening at the right place at the right time. It was a strange one. Manjapani tries to make the pass in the offensive zone going from the far half wall to Hannafin at the point. Yeah, nowhere near him. Missed him completely. It bounces right to the center ice and race to it. Uh, Karlstrom playing in his first NHL game, racing there with Anderson, and then Glenn Denning beats Hannafin to the loose puck in the crease, and we got a tie game. Ninth goal of the season for Glenn Denning, and that game just about five minutes after the Flames took the lead. Mm-hmm. Was it even that much? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, just five minutes later, it felt it felt a lot it closer like together was, than yeah. that. It felt like it was kind of bang bang because that Hannafin goal. Like, all right, we know that the Stars play one goal games, low scoring. Here it is. Protect this lead now. 
And then, much like we saw with with Nashville a couple nights ago, or even Chicago, playing well here, but should really not be in a one-goal hockey game. Flames will get another power play. Hayes getting with a trip on Johnny Gaudreau. More tries for the Flames. Gaudreau with another post, third of the game at least. Lindholm robbed of his 40th goal multiple times by Ottinger in this game, probably five or six times. Ottinger said no each time. They don't score there, but then later... The shot tip, they score! The Flames fire the puck to the net. And Michael Backlund appeared to tip it past to Jay Gottinger. Close. Wins the battle against Luke Glendening. It goes off Glendening and into the net. So the last two goals for the Flames, Hannafin and Tanev getting credit. Michael Backlund winning the battle in front of the net and kind of forcing a star into making a, a tough play. And there they get the lead. That comes at 13-10. Seven minutes left in the game. Looked pretty good from there. And then Jamie Benn took a high sticking penalty as well a few minutes later. Four minutes left in the game when he did that. A uh, couple tries on the power play. They were going with the two defensemen, obviously. Played a little uh, more cautiously. Power play ends and empty net goal. That was, you know what? Really nice of Jamie Benn. Because that took a lot. It really kind of took some of the the stress level out of that game. Three minutes and 32 seconds to go. Okay, this is good. Maybe, is it a four-minuter? Maybe four? No? Okay, no, two, two's going to work. Two more. Two more. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, James. Appreciate yeah, nice hard back check. You know, I usually try not to stick so active there, maybe. But yeah, you're not a back checker. You're no. a scorer. Yeah, you're right. I am more of a scoring type. Maddie no checky. No, it's not really my mo. But another good sequence for Backlund as uh, they get that third goal ahead goal. That line out there once again to be on the ice for the empty netter, and the Flames take a four to two win. But. That's not it. They also clinched the Pacific Division. Oh. What did the head coach think? Team deserves it. Been the most consistent team in the division. So deserve to win the division. Regular season. Won lots of them. Just goes up there. Don't get nothing for it. Don't get nothing for those banners. They just go up there. So the Flames will get whoever finishes in the first wild card spots. Trending to be Nashville, especially with last night's result for Dallas. Then, of course, the other big storyline here, boom, Matthew Kachuk not only hitting the 100-point mark, but for him to hit the 40-goal mark, do it in a win, and do it with all of his friends. Probably more excited about the 40, to be completely honest. But um, it was just like the time of the game, everything, no score, like getting the first one. But coolest part for me was the guys coming in and how they were way more excited than I was. I didn't think that could be possible. So then um, going through um, the line and seeing everybody and just even with them after, like they're they're so excited for me. And that's just, can't put that into words really. Just good times with pals, Boom. Nice. So nice. Isn't it nice? Yeah, it really is. So how are they going to address these next four games? Beat Vancouver Saturday would be the first one. That, yeah, that's how they'd want to start for sure. And then probably if you were to ask, because Daryl won't talk about any games beyond that because it's a one game. So then if after the game, win or lose against Vancouver, if you were to ask, him, probably get on a plane and go to Nashville and try and beat the Predators. Yeah, I assume that's probably, you know, you can extrapolate from trends and come up with your own hypothesis. Yeah. That's a great one. Four games remain. I think he's going to want to win all four. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You may as well. You've won this many at this point. You may as well win the rest. Yeah. 
Uh, as for Dallas... No, 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 no! Things are slipping away. The playoff hopes are slipping away like Cleveland in a bathtub. Three straight losses through Western Canada. 6-2 in van, 5-2 up the road, 4-2 here in our humble town. They're in the second wild card spot, only two points up on Vegas. Both teams, four games left to play. Stars next game is Saturday. They'll host the Kraken. Vegas plays Sunday. They host the Sharks, and then they play each other on the 26th in Dallas in a game that, game that could have huge implications. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa! Can I get a whoa? Oh, whoa! Whoa! Yeah, Maddie, that my mind is blown. I, I'm glad I was sitting down. So yeah, I, I may I may have fallen down. Clear your schedule that, uh, with that info. April the 26th. That would be uh, Tuesday. All right. Make sure you all yeah, clear. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Promise. Okay. Yeah. Elsewhere. Uh, the Panthers uh, trying to win the President's Trophy. Now a two-on-one developing the other way. Here's Marchman with Hornquist. Marchman right side. Looks across. Bouncing puck. And they score! That one pinball pass Nedeljkovic. Mason Marchman, 17th, gives the Panthers a 3-1 lead to end the first. They win their 12th straight game. 5-2 the final score as they're neck-and-neck with Colorado for that President's Trophy. Also clinched their division with that win. Couple Eastern Conference teams jockeying for playoff seating, uh, battling the Bruins in Pittsburgh to face the Penguins. Comes up the far wall, Gensel's got it. He shoots for the empty net. He scores! The HD for Jake Gensel and number 40. Hat trick for Gensel. 40 goals. Is that a quiet 40 goals? You know, it's it's become more routine. The guy is the guy is so good. He's, 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 he's I, a sniper. I know we, we've talked about it, and I forget what exactly it is, but from his draft class, one of the most prolific scorers, for what, regardless, first round or beyond, he was not a first-round pick. 40, and the Hattie for Gensel. And, and, and nope. yeah, you're playing, you know, you're playing with Sid, and there's something to be said about that. But I, didn't have Sid for a lot of the year. I could play with uh, Sid. I'd probably have to settle for 31, 32. Yeah, and but you'd be happy there. Yeah, I'm no Gensel. I don't need I don't need 40. No. I'm fine. I can live in my own skin. Yeah, 100%. Being a 30 goal guy. Yeah, who wouldn't? As for Boston, that's a tough loss. They're chasing Tampa. They were a point back for third in the Atlantic going into Thursday's action. Obviously, Boston lost, but how did Lightning do? Uh, it was 0-0 after 20 minutes of play. That changed in the second period. Right point, Chernak. Shoot, score! Alex Kalorn! Ball centering feet, score! Ross Colton! Stamkos, score! There it is! The franchise record! That's the big one. Stamkos uh, passing Martin St. Louis for the franchise record in points. He now has 956. St. Louis had 953 because, yes, it was a multi-point effort for the captain, Steven Stamkos, in an 8-1 win over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Scoreless after one. It then went to 6-0. Mikheyev in the third. Hey, you know, here we go. 6-1? No. We're going we're gonna to continue to bury you. 21 goals for Ross Colton. Sorry, what? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Kucherov barely played this year. He has 20. Colton, 21. Kalorn has 24. Stamkos, 34. Palat has 17. I mean, 
Are we sleeping on Tampa Bay? The Leafs are... The Leafs did yesterday, that's for sure. My goodness. That team is terrifying. We don't want Boston. Anyone but Boston. Please not Boston. Well, how about Tampa Bay? Well, no, I don't want no, that. Well, no grazie, please. Ugh. It is trending that way. Boston not playing well. And, well, they've lost four. What was the, the number on Boston? I think they've lost four of their last five. Four, four or six. Depends, I guess, caliber of opponent, but right now it does not look like the Tampa Bay Lightning are taking their foot off the gas. Five and five in their last ten for Boston. Not good enough. Now, in fairness, no Austin Matthews, so he was probably good for six or seven goals. Yeah, that's a great point by you. He would have hit 65 yesterday, So before we get all judgy, maybe we should get Austin back in there. Carolina hosting the Jets. Winnipeg actually led 2-0 into the first intermission. They were outshot 15-7, but still led 2-0. Things evened out as the game went on. Carolina got a late power play goal in the second, an early one from Slavin in the third to tie it, and then the youngster. To Tara Vinen. It's hammered by Smith. Rebound and score! Pushed out in front, the Winnipeg native against the Winnipeg Jets, Seth Jarvis. 15 on the year for Seth Jarvis, uh, beating his hometown team. Always nice for them. And uh, the Hurricanes, they need that as they're kind of in a 1-2 matchup with the Rangers for first spot in the Metro right now. The Rangers also got points on Thursday. How about this game for them? Uh, hit the ground running. But Aaron sweeps it across for a shot. Score! But Aaron, far side, shot. Score! And the Rangers take a 2-0 lead. It's Andrew Kopp again. Kopp. Cop would score three in the first period alone. The Rangers would beat the Islanders six to three. 18 points in 15 games for Cop as a Ranger. <laughs> now, did leave the game with what looked to be a lower body injury. They will assess today, so that would not be very good news if they lose him for any amount of time. But 51 for Kreider, 26 of them coming on the power play. Only one empty net goal, too. It's bananas. He's got like 10 game winners. He's having an unbelievable season. Canucks had their season on the line. They were in Minnesota to face the Wild going into action. Five points back of the Kings for third in the Pacific. Four points back of the Stars for the second wildcard spot. Vancouver led for a couple minutes late in the second, but they entered the third period tied at three apiece, and the Canucks just could not hold on. Behind the net of Defco, coming out right side, took a shot. He scores! Kevin Fiala's 32nd goal, your game winner. Minnesota wins 6-3. Maybe a sliver of hope for the Canucks with Dallas also losing, but the quest to the playoffs for them was easier through the Pacific because they've got one more game against the Kings to play. Just need the Kings to lose to a non-playoff team like, I don't know, the Chicago Blackhawks, for instance. Hawks and Kings battling down in the Cryptodome. Kings looking for their third straight victory. Face-off win. Adler scores! Off of deflection! Anze Kopitar with the deflection. Uh, the 19th, the game winner in a 4-1 win for the Kings. They've won three straight now of a five-point edge on Vegas for third and the Pacific. They've done what they needed to do. They beat bad teams. Three games left. Looks like they might stay in to face the Oilers in the first round. Yeah, looks... Get ready. Little LA... Uh, little LA Ed- Edmonton round one. I can I can get on that. I was really almost kind of hoping for Vegas to slide in there, but, uh, you know... I guess the Kings. Yeah, good luck. Vegas could also jump over Dallas and we get a Vegas-Colorado first-round matchup, which would be a lot of fun. We did get one confirmation of a playoff round from Thursday as well. Final game on the slate had the Blues facing the Sharks. 
Blues would win this one. Robert Thomas scores his 20th goal of the season early on the power play in the second as the game winner. St. Louis wins 3-1 in San Jose. And with that, the Blues and Wild both winning. They are the first confirmed playoff matchup as the two and three seats in the Central. Both groups with 105 points. Minnesota five games left, four for St. Louis. They just have to battle for who's going to get home ice in that series, which is going to be a doozy. That's going to be a war. Ordinarily, I don't know how quickly, and I guess we'll have to wait until all the pairings are set. Yeah. I would not be drawn to a Minnesota, any kind of a Minnesota round one with so much other action going on. That's going to, if not must watch, that's got to be spend a great deal of time watching because I do think that, that has all the vibes to go seven. And there's just no, they both have 105 points. There's just nothing really much there to separate. A good team is going to get knocked out. And if you go back and you look at the kind of game sheets from those games, they were rough and tumble. And those two teams are not big fans of one another. They just played recently in what was a really good game. But that is a series that I honestly cannot wait to watch. And then if you get past that, chances are you've got Colorado waiting for you. And that won't be fun. That's one of those two is going to have a rough go through two rounds for sure. Yeah, that's central division. Like, I think that's a, a lot of the reason why a lot of analytics models kind of favor the Flames in a lot of senses. Because when you look at the way the Eastern Conference is and the central division and you compare it to the Pacific. I do, just, lo- I do love analytics. Path of least resistance, bro. Yeah, I gotcha. Four games tonight, three of note. The Kraken in Minnesota to play the Wild. The Capitals visit the Coyotes, but the biggest of them all has the Oilers hosting the Avalanche. A win tonight would see Edmonton become the 13th team to punch their ticket to the playoffs, and that game goes at 7 o'clock. I say this uh, absolutely, uh, completely honest. Punch your ticket. Let's go. Let's do it. Because, of course, they're going to. Mm -hmm. Canadian team, big rival. Battle of Alberta round two. I know it scares everyone the bejesus out of everybody but let's go set this province on fire it'll be unbelievable as someone who always cheers for chaos i would love it yes i would love it it would be so good for this province sport getting the exposure for a lot of the players mostly on the flames because the oilers get their fanfare but everyone would know. You're talking about St. Louis and Minnesota and what that series would be like. Those two teams not liking each other. Calgary-Edmonton would be something slightly different, I would I would argue. It'd be, like, it'd be a battle. They would go back. Between with, these two Alberta teams. Yeah. There's no question. You, are you implying it would be a battle of Alberta? I mean, I, I get, yeah, you wouldn't be wrong if you went there. In baseball... It's Agua on the bridge. Uh, the Jays taking on the Red Sox, wrapping up their series. Some matinee action on Thursday. Kevin Gossman got the nod from Charlie Montoyo. Third start of the year. This one was his best yet as uh, he had eight strikeouts through eight innings of work. One earned run against on seven hits. Got some offense in the third inning as well. Osteris out. How can the 0-2? Fastball, ground ball on the right side. Past the dive of Story and into right field, a base hit. Coteau turns the corner. He's coming in to score, and it's 1-0 Toronto. Pretty impressive as uh, they would add another run on a sack fly for Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Tack on another one later on in the sixth inning. Jordan Romano comes in for the save in the eighth. He allows a couple of runs, but still gets the save. Now they'll start a fresh series with the Astros tonight. 
Add a BJ's. That's right. Add a BJ's. Ross Stripling will go for Toronto tonight. Justin Verlander for the Strohs. 6-10 first pitch. We'll have it here on your home of the Blue Jays, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yep. Or you can watch it on Sportsnet. Okay. The yeah. home, home of the Jays. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have much else. In, in For the pit report for the or about the Jays? Yeah. Do you have anything no, to add No, I'm done. Jays? I was just the, uh, yeah, you're good. Elsewhere, uh, Mickey Cabrera was looking for his 3,000th hit. Uh, up against the Yankees, all the fans in attendance wanted to see it. Do you know who did not want? Not, did you know who did not want to see it? Boom! <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Tell me. They're not going to like this. You know what's going to happen, don't you? Yeah. They're going to walk Miggy. Yeah, they got a. We got. With Meadows on deck, yep. left-handed. Yep. Left-handed hitter. Sure. But we could see. Uh, Aaron Boone did not want to see it. Already weren't the evil umpire. <laughs> Let's see how it plays out against Austin Meadows. Off the end of the bat, shallow center coming hard. It's gonna drop. Two-run score. Austin Meadows makes the Yankees pay. How do we feel about that? So it didn't work. Is uh, the long and short of it. Um, Detroit wins three nothing. Yeah. Listen. I get why, and they talk, you know, because they saw, yeah, you know what's going to happen here because of where we're at in the game, this whole thing. I always feel like there's something special about baseball. There's the, that romanticism that's around the game of baseball. It's almost Shakespearean at times. Aaron Boone, the game is bigger than you. You knew what you, you knew what you were doing. Let the guy hit. Like let him hit. I didn't. I didn't let. I mean, yeah, my Yankee fan. Yeah, I like. Got your Yankees hat on right now. I just didn't dig it. Yeah, I didn't dig it. Booney, come on. Boo. Uh, from the NBA, uh, Raptors going to try to avoid the first round sweep of the hands of Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Noon Saturday is when you can catch that one. Yesterday's action. Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves. They take a 2-1 series lead there. Dallas got by the Jazz. They also take a 2-1 series lead. And Golden State leads the Nuggets 3-0 after a 118-113 win yesterday. Three more series continuing today at 5 o'clock. Kyle Lowry in the Heat try to take a 3-0 series lead against the Hawks. You got a 6-30 start between the Bulls and the Bucks. That series tied at 1. And the series between the Suns and the Pelicans, the 1 versus 8 seed, also tied at 1 apiece. Game 3 goes at 7.30 for that one tonight. Cavalry FC is in action. They'll face York at 5.30 tonight. Home opener for them is coming up on May 1st. The Cavalry are 0-1-1 to start the season. And Canadian Felix Auger-Aliassime is on to the quarters at the Barcelona Open. And that is the Pinder Report. Brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. We'll go back after a quick break here. Hour 2 begins. We'll talk to Anthony Stewart, former NHLer, good guy, Sportsnet, NHL on Sportsnet analyst. Uh, one thing we've not talked about, 40 goals, 100 points, Central Division, We've, we've talked about all of this, uh, or, or not, Pacific we've talked about a lot, but we have not talked about one of maybe the biggest stories to come from last night. We will, when we come back. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.